Well, good morning, good afternoon, and uh, welcome back to my podcast. And uh, also you can view it on YouTube. Uh, so today I want to talk to you more about immediate dental implant in the maxillary anterior. It is a very interesting subject. It's a subject that is not new anymore, but it is uh, challenging to say the least. Uh, there's a lot of things that come to, to mind when we talk about anterior implant. It is the aesthetic that is mainly important. And how can we replicate exactly how the natural tooth look in, in an environment that is not natural? And when I say it's not natural, the implant is circular by nature. And if we cut the teeth at their neck, and you can see that they are more of a triangular shape. Some of them, like the canines, they are more oval shaped. So it goes from the central that is more triangular over to the canine where they are more uh, oval. So how can we remedy that? How can we make a circle? to uh, sit and handle a triangular base in order for it to support the soft tissue around it. And that gives us the aesthetic that is required. And when we talk about aesthetics also, we have to remember that it's the gingival scallop. We have the papilla on both teeth, on both sides of the tooth. We call them the mesial and distal. And that is very important to preserve because that's part of the aesthetic. And then aesthetic assessment, we have to look at the uh, smile. How high is the smile? Is it an average? Is it low? And what kind of biotype, which we talked about it in every uh, podcast, uh, meaning the phenotype. Do we have thick bone on the outside of the root? Do we have a thin one? Because that will affect the soft tissue that is covering the bone. And also the shape of the tooth, because the more the teeth are triangular by shape, that means the distance of the bone on the side that is creating that papilla to the contact point of the tooth, to the next door to it, the adjacent one, it becomes more than five millimeter. The more square, square it is actually closer, the contact point to the bone. And then it's the success of having a thicker biotype and small distance from the crest of the bone to the contact point becomes more easy to handle. But the majority of the population, it is square tapered. So it has some kind of uh, triangular to it, but it's more refined, more uh, less accentuated. So the contact point can become closer to the five millimeter distance from the bone, the crestal bone to the contact point with the adjacent teeth. So having said that, uh, we don't have contact point on the adjacent teeth. We are looking at a central. Actually, it is more of a surface contact. So with this, we can play with it and we can manipulate it. And that's what I want to expose to you throughout this uh, little session. How can we do that? So let me start a little bit with telling you that I was one of the first who wrote papers on the uh, immediate implant in uh, the big amount. And that was like the then the days, uh, 206 implant, what was significant um, sample. And we had a success rate of 98.77. So I have been in this for the longest. And when you get uh, accepted for publication, this article was accepted for publication in 2006. Unfortunately, it didn't come to print until 2011. 
So when you make a paper and you are looking back at your cases and average of three years in this space, in this paper, then you are looking at at least early 2000 that I started gathering the cases. So I have been in this for the longest. Uh, so I have done it over 27 years and I can show you how my protocol has changed over the years and how we are today using the digital. So uh, let me share with you a small video illustration that I've done back in the day, thanks to Zach Turner, which is an illustrator, to show you how it works. So I introduced that you need to cut off the side of the tooth if you are trying to extract it to reduce the pressure on the papilla, because after you do that, you have a better access for the elevators to come straight line, engage the roots, and do not traumatize as much the papilla on both sides. And that's what I mean, the papilla. These the sacred tissue. So now we extract the tooth, and then we do a protocol of cleaning the socket very thoroughly to remove any kind of uh, uh, granulomatous tissue or inflammatory tissue. And then back before we ended, ended up with the digital, we used to do it this way. You have to engage the lingual plate and if you notice with my entrances i'm always cognitive of the fact that i want to end up with a screw retained crown so i want to be as far back as possible and i came up with that protocol that i need to have less pressure on the side of the implant to the adjacent bone and also the depth of the implants and now here you can see we put the healing abutment and we put the uh, allograft bone and then after that, we will take it and we will put a temporary to do an immediate temporization uh, or kind of an immediate protocol. So with that, let's move on and illustrate that with a case. When you look at this lady, this is a very advanced case because it is a high smile, as you can see, and it has a very scalloped soft tissue. Now let's get closer to it. That's what I mean by scallop, meaning this is. That's the gingival, gingival scallop. So that is the sacred ground. This is the papilla on both sides. That is the contact point or contact surface. And we have to look at it. How far is it from this to the bone? That's what I meant before. And you can see we look at the eminence of the roots. That means how much bone we have over that root and how much of keratinized tissue, that pink tissue, and look at this tissue, this is the mucosa, that is the mobile tissue, that is that one, the continue with the lip, that's not what we're looking for, we're looking at keratinized tissue. The more we have keratinized tissue, the more we think about having a thick phenotype. Now, in this picture, if we look at it, there is a lot of composite that was placed on that tooth, that means the shape of the tooth has changed, so it's not accurate. And that's why we need to rely on more sophisticated things, more sophisticated tools, like what we do today. We take a scan and we take a impression of the soft tissue. Now, when we take the impression of the soft tissue, it gives us, as you can see here, where the soft tissue is sitting over the tooth, where is the bone, and how much thickness of that soft tissue. You can see, you can measure it today with the new softwares that we have, and we can see that it is above 1.1 millimeter, meaning it's above one millimeter, the cutting point that Dr. Khan has placed. 
So we know that this is a thick biotype. What we are seeing on the composite, the change of the style of the shape of the tooth has been affected. So now we know with accuracy that this is a thick biotype. And according to this, we have a good buckle plate and a thick buckle plate. Now, this is not the challenge that I'm looking for only. So as I hear, I'm circling back that 1.1, but I want you to see the other challenges. And a lot of the clinicians are missing this point. You have a nasopalatine. That's a nerve, bundle of nerve and vessel of no consequence that comes out of the uh, bone uh, between the two centrals. That's I'm explaining also for the uh, non-clinicians, uh, for the public, and that's important for them to understand these things. So a lot of the failures that the colleagues are making is that they're trying to engage the lingual plate and they fall into it, and that's why the implant fails. Second, you can see this is the buccal plate, but here we have what we call the apical topography. That's something that I wrote in a paper about how to manage the, uh, the sockets. So here you can see we place the implant, we have made a guide, and we have also, you can see this, this is a Synergy uh, software, which we compile it with the uh, implant planning, and we can design a temporary that is gonna be uh, 3D printed with accurate access as the implant is placed. And that brings me to that paper that I wrote. And here you can see we have a thick biotype, we have the bone, we have adequate interproximal bone, and then we will do is an immediate implant placement with an immediate temporary. And going back to it, this is a, we do an extraction of the tooth that is digital. And I have put on YouTube some of the videos on how to do that using a mesh mixer. And then you can design it, design the temporary made uh, with the implant placement when you synergize two software. So now it becomes more sophisticated from the time that I wrote the paper of immediate implant where we used to do them without any control or end goal with it, and except we were planning, but we're doing it haphazardly. And this is now with using the technologies, we don't guess anymore. We reduce the amount of mistakes, more accurate, more control and more outcome that is positive for the patient. And we make the patient more comfortable into the procedure. And that you see now we talked at the beginning of the procedure or the, 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 the podcast about the implant being circular and the crown of the central is more triangular. And you can see it here vividly because now it's digital printed. You can see it as an image and that's what we are trying to create. So that's the important part. And that's instead of doing it with our hands, without any control, this technology prepared it already. And you can see it here, how it prepared it. This is the design, as you can see it here. And that is something we did it mathematically, actually, uh, with a bunch of my former residents. And you can see that this is an arch. And we made a formula for it and we were able to do it. So now, I mean, it's in the hand, it's publicly uh, uh, published. Uh, so anybody who is a computer geek and you can enter it, I've given it to the software people of that uh, co-diagnostic that hopefully one day they will see the light. That would give us automatically that arch. And that is the most important. That's why we call it the emergence profile. And now this is what you see. We've printed that tooth 
we connected it and now all we have to do is do the extraction you can see here we have an external uh, external resorption of that tooth and we place the implant with the 3d printed guide from that study that we have done with the from the, uh, the planning that we have done and then after that i place the implant i put the allograft to human source um, here i don't have to go crazy because it's a thick biotype i do only cancellus based on my roadmap and then you can see this is the tooth and this is the implant with that crown so we are trying create this. So this is where the buccal uh, level, the bone level here, this is where the gingival margin, and we are trying to support the gingival margin. And that's how we're going to end up doing it by creating this arch. And that is the arch that I have created by designing it this way. This is where the bone will sit in here. You don't want to have bone more than that because that is really an idiocy that was uh, made by some colleagues. Unfortunately, I hate to say that about colleagues, especially people that I know them very well, because you are creating extra bone outside that that's a foreign body that can get infected. And that's why you need to work only with specialists of surgery, not people who do crowns and bridges that they are learning how to do an implant and publish papers. So that's very important to rely on people who understand biology and have experience in that. Now, this is what I want you to pay attention. Once we connected the temporary immediately, look how the papilla from the extraction has uh, moved, migrated. And look how it came back because we created the temporary at the same time. That's very essential because that's how we're going to be successful in preserving the aesthetic, which is the gingival scallop. And this is at the time of the placement. And this is the final that she had at the end. And you can see the sequence of event that took place with this case from the beginning to the end and how successful it was and how challenging. I didn't pick a small case. I wanted you to see how difficult the root position, the anatomy that was there, but we were able to deliver because we followed a good fundamentals. That's something that I have been preaching about for 27 years. And I always say my three uh, famous words based on my last name, I call them Shaharisms, fundamentals never change, biology always win, and we set the goal and work our way back. All we have done is conceive those three together and we were able to be successful. And that is not only one case. I've, you know, now I'm running another paper, prospective paper with uh, already uh, 200 uh, uh, implants uh, placed immediately uh, posterior and anterior and with using the guided surgery and uh, we we closed it now we are uh, just following the cases and we are two years in it as a perspective meaning moving forward and that's more the accuracy of the things and we have a success rate of 97 percent so again you know we are trying to do our best as a clinician and we try to do that by always remembering what are the fundamentals and how is the biology, which is the wound healing, and how we set our goals before we go to surgery and how we can use the technology to increase the success of the outcome. And with that, I hope that you enjoyed it. I always try to keep them as short as possible and uh, to the point. 
and I try to open them for the public. I'm not here to only uh, put the podcast for clinicians. Um, you know, I am open for any suggestion, any questions that you have. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, uh, LinkedIn, and you can also see us on the YouTube, uh, my channel at Edgar Elchar, at Dr. Elchar. And you can so also uh, learn from them and you can watch it also on that YouTube. Um, everything for me is open for the public. I want to share my knowledge, my experience. After 27 years, I only care about how can we do the best treatment for patients. There is enough patients for everybody. Um, all I care about is the outcome for the patients. And I don't want to be uh, doing any more cleanup of other colleagues that they lack experience and they are not learning uh, how to, when to stop. Patience is our sacred ground and that's what we are here for. And I hope that this will help you. Uh, if you have, again, any question, uh, please reach out. And again, I uh, very appreciative to your trust for listening to me. Uh, we have had over uh, 1000 download on the podcast. I'm sorry that I took me a little bit uh, of time to come back, but I'm trying to do as much as I can uh, to keep you posted and to share with you my knowledge. And I hope that you appreciate it and you like it. And thank you so much for taking the time.